Learning the Danish language isn't easy for those of us moving to Denmark from abroad. However, it's the unique social etiquette rules in Danish culture which cause the biggest miscommunications and culture clashes. Today, we're discussing one source of social confusion, Jentelaun. I'm Derek. I'm Annie, and you're listening to What Are You Doing in Denmark, the podcast that helps you make Denmark make sense. Derek and I have been living in Denmark for years and are well-versed in Jentelaun. It's a code of conduct in Denmark based on disapproval towards expressions of individuality and personal success. It can also be a culture shock for many. Understanding Jantelon can offer valuable insights into Danish culture and societal norms, and that's why we're talking about it today. This social concept can add a degree of difficulty to life in Denmark for foreigners, like our guest today, Conrad Molden. Conrad is a British comedian who's been living in Denmark for over a decade, and he's stopping by in the middle of his wildly successful comedy tour to let us know why it's socially unacceptable for us to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to figure it out and share all of our opinions about it. Welcome, Conrad. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having mm. me. And uh, wildly successful, you know, let's slab it, eh? Okay. Take yeah. it easy. Yeah, socially acceptable. Yeah, it's the right adequate. amount of yeah. uh, so achievement. What, what would you refer to it as? Yeah. Standard, uh, oh. <laughs> standard filling of a room with uh, members of the public. Standard. Everyone being equal. Okay, mm. standard protocol mm. of that. Yes. Love it. With some comedy. Yeah. Oh, and there's comedy on the side, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If, if we must. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds very hoogly. It's been extremely ugly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody's equal, you know, can share the stage. Oh, good. Do you let people like hop on at all? Come on. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm funnier I, than you. No, no, no. Yeah. You can swap. I feel mm. like it would. So at what point does it like come and go? Because then you're saying like I'm providing equal opportunity, which this is all false, by the way, <laughs> for somebody to hop up on stage. Say that were the case. And then somebody's hopping up on the stage and that person is like, like creating like a, a spotlight on themselves. Oh, uh, sure. You know? So where yeah. does it? Oh, Maybe everybody should be standing on the stage and looking at an empty audience. Oh, that actually makes. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Then I, everybody I would be that. truly equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like the open mics that I used to do. Ah, okay, <laughs> perfect. So let's get back into that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I got to see it, and I I think your show was wonderful and wildly successful in mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. Yeah. for me. Very yes. sweet of you guys. Yeah. I Coming from the US, like it's nice to. Receive compliments. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm <laughs> yeah. so glad. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to discuss this whole concept of Yantalan, what it means, what it does to us as part of society. And I thought, though, we could start with a little game uh, because it's maybe a bit meta. But the idea in Denmark of not standing out, not being better than others may permeate to Denmark being number two in a lot of world rankings. So we know in, in happiness, the Finns have taken over Denmark as as the number one most happy nation. And I thought I'd, uh, you know, bring you guys uh, some questions to see what else Denmark is not quite number one in. Uh, the first one, and, and these are multiple choice. We'll, we'll keep oh, it perfect. nice and easy and equal for everybody. Mm-hmm, low pressure. Um, <laughs> but Denmark ranks as the second most peaceful country in the world, according to 2023 Global Peace Index. Uh, so what country uh, do you guys think was number one? A, South Africa, B, Switzerland, or C, Iceland? Oh, that's tricky. Yeah. Well, Switzerland, everyone's just a billionaire, aren't they? Right. Peaceful. You would know. Yeah. That, that's peaceful. But I, yeah. I, I'm going to go with Iceland just because I know some Icelandic people and they're alarmingly chill. Yeah. What yeah. do you think, Connor? I'm also going to agree. I've been to Iceland and everyone was extremely friendly and very calm. Yeah. yeah. Besides the volcanoes. Exactly. Except yeah. the volcanoes. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, stay calm. Don't disrupt the volcano. <laughs> don't, don't, don't <laughs> keep, keep chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was, uh, it's Iceland. Yeah. 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 So our fellow Nordic uh, neighbor. Love him. Iceland. Yeah. Thanks for Bjork. Exactly. <laughs> okay, second one. So when the OECD, um, when they measured binge drinking across member nations, 
Danish women tied for number one. Oh, wow. Couldn't be number one altogether. Yeah. Uh, With 26% of Danish women reporting binge drinking at least one time per month. Uh, It would be rude to be number one and in the spotlight uh, alone. Yeah. Yeah. So women from what country uh, do you think tied with Danish women? Uh, A, the United Kingdom, B, Romania, or C, Germany? Ooh, that is tricky. The Germans love their beer. Germans do love their beer. You have the UK insight. Yeah, I mean, the UK love their Alco pops. Yeah, okay. Mm. Oh, that's then, really I don't know much about Romania, but something about it sounds like um, some weathered women live there and perhaps they are <laughs> easing their troubles <laughs> um, al- is, is alcoholically. It no, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right. Is it a four-way tie? Is it a four-way tie? It sounds. Yeah. I'm going to go with Romania. I'm going to shoot UK. Yeah, it was UK. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Look out, mm. guys. But we don't call it binge drink. It's called a Friday, Derek. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Standard. <laughs> this level of language. Yeah, okay? well, you know, English is my native, but I speak American English, not British English. Yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. yeah. So that's, it's quite... You get the dictionary out on that one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> binge drinking. Oh, an evening with oh, friends. Oh, an it, evening with the chaps. Well, that's just uh, With the chaps. A British Friday. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Third one. Um, last year, Copenhagen was rated as the number two most livable city in the world, according to The Economist. So a Danish city. But what city was number one? Would that be Auckland, New Zealand, Vancouver, Canada, or Vienna, Austria? Ooh, I think I know this one. Seeing this one? I think I saw in the news it was all about Austria and that everyone was really? going to Vienna. I believe so. Interesting. Mm. I don't know. I I haven't been to Vienna. I actually haven't been to any of these places, so I have no room to speak. But like New Zealand seems so dreamy. Vancouver just sounds extremely expensive. Yeah. I mean, New Zealand is just, isn't it just sheep and amazing waterfalls and (laughs) not trying not to talk about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I was just going to say Lord of the Rings. Oopsie. So that's my answer. But let's let's see. Yeah, it was Vienna. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Please sweet for Conrad. Yeah. Yeah. But don't tell him. No, he's not so good. Yeah, oh, but okay. the secret Sorry. true answer is Aarhus, obviously. Oh, yeah. okay. mm. But the, the Copenhagen just didn't release that in the news. Uh, uh, of <laughs> was it Aarhus? No, it was Vienna. Yeah, yeah we're obviously. <laughs> Do you feel like Aarhus is more livable than Copenhagen? Uh, oh, that's a really good question. It depends yeah. what you mean by livability. It's smaller. Yeah, so that's easier to get around. It's like mm. being only in Eastlandsbrugge. Okay. Oh. And then if you walked off Eastlandsbrugge, it would be a field. <laughs> okay. It's kind of like that. <laughs> I and can't the, believe uh, I've ever been. That's crazy. And the Gamelbu. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Gamble. Gamble. Have you been? Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, the yeah, we met. Yeah, oh, we met. Cute. We met up there. Yeah, that's so nice. That's yeah, really I was cute. just yeah, it's super dialy. Okay, getting onto the topic of Yontalot, what is it? Well, the idea was that there was a uh, author, Danish Norwegian author called Axel Sandmoser. Uh, I have the book here. Oh. Wow. La 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 la. <laughs> Available at a bookshop near you. And uh, in 1933, he wrote a kind of satire um, about an imagined town in Denmark called Yanda, which is actually based on New Kobing Moors over in oh. Uland. It's actually a small island next to Limfjorn, depending on how good your Danish geography is. Oh. Uh, it's Ukans, Denmark, right? in the middle of, yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. And the idea was that this town um, had a kind of social code about how people should live and that it was quite small town and quite repressive. Mm. And the story is a kind of reflection of Danish society, his his interpretation of Danish society, because it's a kind of like pseudo-autobiography about his life. Ah. The thing is that that story got, then got adopted into Danish culture and people have now kind of adopted the law, the yandalong, the mm. list of rules as a kind of belief system 
Mm. But it's not necessarily one that people ascribe to. It's just present in people's lives. Mm -hmm. So people kind of know about them and there is a lot of truth to them. It's a lot about being homogenous and collectivized and not um, putting the individual at the very top. Yeah. But, of course, it's also too much. There's no harmony within it because there's no space for mm. individuality or self-achievement, these yeah. kind of things. But it's kind of funny because the book is actually a joke reflection about Denmark. Right. Where people are mad at Axel Sandmoser. No. Yeah, because they think that people misunderstand and think that he wrote a list of rules about how to live. Yeah, but the yeah, rules yeah. are actually kind of a dark joke. Yeah, so he didn't like the Danish culture at the time. No, no, he actually, uh, he, he's a really shady character in oh. general. Yeah, he's a bit sketchy oh. dude. Not, oh, not a nice okay. person. But he... <gasps> Uh, in his personal life, he flees uh, Denmark, and as I understand, oh. he's on like a, a ship that sailed around Norway and oh. did some dark stuff. He's not a liked person. Whoa, and his book is Ooh, disliked. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, disliked, but had such a profound impact on the culture, right? Yeah, yeah. and right. Scandinavia in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't all yeah. Scandinavian countries yeah. sort of ascribe to this? And why? And no, just why? You don't have to, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I can see in some ways how it like lends itself to life being somewhat more streamlined, which I'm all about. You know, I, as an American, I see a lot of um, individuality, uh, like importance placed on individuality. So a lot of people think expect things to be done a certain way for them. And uh, you can see that's certainly not the most efficient use of time in a lot of circumstances right. and uh, can just lead to a lot of weird power dynamics, which I'm not a fan mm. of. I do think that Denmark is really good about like, yeah, mostly keeping a, a level playing field, which is really valuable. But um, I think it's, sometimes it can get taken too far. Like, you know, if you have a Yanta Law Forever tattoo on your neck, you might get some weird <laughs> looks. And, you know, we should just let each other live in peace. That idea of living in peace is maybe part of it. It's kind of nice to, yeah. you know, it kind of lends itself to that, like, live and let live uh, mentality yeah. of, like, we're not better, we're more egalitarian. We don't have anything. <laughs> but then it goes a little extreme, I think. Some of the, yeah. the laws are like, you can't teach us anything. Right. Uh, you don't think that you're going to have anything to add to yeah. to us. And I think that that can have some really scary... <laughs> well, just like the live and let live thing, like you're saying. I was talking to a friend the other day and she said that she knew a Dane that bought a really nice car, but they were so worried of how... They would be perceived by that, that they like parked it around the corner. You yeah. know, it's yeah. like if somebody can't manage their feelings around you having a nice car, I, I just wonder how much like introspection it would require for people to just accept people as they are and still maintain like a peaceful society. You know, right. Ooh, scary. <laughs> I was uh, at, at a show uh, recently and during the show, I talk about a little bit about Yandalong, mm. have some jokes about it. And uh, I, after I came out, I was talking to some fans and a guy said to me, I have to show you a video. And it was shot in Copenhagen, and it's of a really, really nice Bugatti car oh, parked fancy. outside a restaurant somewhere or other. Very, very fancy car. And on the back is just a huge bumper sticker that says, fuck Yanderlone. <laughs> it gets better. He zooms out and walks around the car. Very nice, you know, sports car where the doors are sliding up like this and all that jazz. He goes round to the front. It's parked in a disability bay. Oh. But it has a disability sticker oh. in the front. <laughs> That poor man. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, I can't, I can't say his name, but he's a known mm. uh, 
Uh, public ex- figure. Public, public figure. Eccentric mm-hmm. individual known for his outlandish behavior who lives in Copenhagen. Oh. And he said as he as he goes around the car, the guy gets out, big dude, covered in tattoos. Oh. Huge, like jacked, massive dude. And apparently this this individual mm. has had so much uh, lip filler that Ooh. he had some sort of infection, something oh. from it. And that <laughs> meant that he was able to apply for disability. No. So he's no. able to park it... He's for free in any disability bay wow. uh, in Denmark, I believe. I'm about to call up my esthetician. I've gone back and forth in my emotions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm all, all over the I'm place. Like, he's dece- Wait, with the lips, hang on. Hold <laughs> on. Wow, I want to see that, that lip I want to see the lips, yeah. Yeah, but now I'm like, I'm going to go to the esthetician, get all jacked right? up and get disability. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Or Easy. A, find a new esthetician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going to. Wow, that's impressive. Wow. Um, okay. Just so it's a very good example of, mm. um, yeah, the kind of counter- rebellion that can yeah. go all around it. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's um I just think it's funny that it, it it's so specifically Danish or people think of it as Danish. But I don't know about you guys, but in UK mm. small town life is also like that. Right. Yeah. Right? Like if you're only a few mm. hundred people living somewhere and somebody yeah. oh they all oh, they made their house yeah, look yeah. nice or look at their new garden or whatever. Yeah, it kinda mm. does give like Texas redneck vibes. Like sure. he thinks he's too good for a f- old Ford pickup, you know, that kind of thing. So I think like Texas in the US is an example where uh, I have a, a good friend of mine who I lived with for a bit who spent some time in Texas. Mike lived in Texas uh, oh, as well for a year. And they have something called like the credit card billionaire or credit card millionaire in oh. Texas, which is like the person who will rent a car like that on mm. a credit card, <laughs> like for the evening and just try to project an image oh. of wealth that maybe they don't have. Scary. Yeah, that's, that's a little bit too yeah. extreme with the commercialism, the... I think in the U.S. we call it like keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, like you want to yeah. keep up with your neighbors. And I just way. cannot understand the mentality behind that. Especially like I do think that Denmark is a um, is really good at uh, downplaying materialism. Yeah. And I do think that you know, given the the times that we live in environmentally, I think that's that's really valuable. But I think you should also be an individual, enjoy your life, not expect people to cater to you necessarily. It, it's so complex, really. Yeah, it, it is. I could see it in so many ways. And, but right. if, if you're into cars, why? I will not begrudge my neighbor no. a sports car if that's something no. that they're really into and if they've achieved a level of professionalism or, right. or, or whatever uh, or a level of income where they're able to invest in their, their hobbies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If it's a no. car. <laughs> <laughs> no? It's the least no. Danish thing I ever heard. <laughs> Like my brain automatically just like went so American. I'm like, yeah, if somebody's like jealous of somebody's sports car and that's what they want, they should work harder. Oh, <laughs> I right. don't know. Like, I guess is that yeah. bad or good? No. I don't know. But I just like automatically go like all bootstraps. Like, yeah. But that's some of the critiques of mm. Yantalown is that having something in place like that enables people or or like diminishes ambition, right? Mm. Like it makes people think, oh, I can't be ambitious, not only so that I don't stand out, but for what reason? So that I Mm. have more material things, you know, you don't want to. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. um, And then it's also like on the other side of the coin, it's like um, I can see how Yantala can sort of help establish like a healthy work-life balance hmm. culture True. if that makes sense you know like yeah. eh, i don't have to like go for that insane promotion i'm gonna go pick up my kid and just like go get some ease you know yeah i'm always so impressed by dane's ability to be comfortable being so uncomfortable you know like they just in my american lens 
I just see so much put up with that I'm like, that's not necessary. But then <laughs> maybe, I, I don't know, is that some sort of like achievement, character, like accomplishment? It's hard to say, or mm. I don't know. It's interesting how a how an American would look at it. I'm thinking specifically childbirth where like, um, you know, it was quite discouraged for people to get uh, epidurals here. And a lot of people in the U.S. were like, I, I saw this in my comment section. I would never give birth in Denmark then if that's even like a discouraged sure. thing. And a lot of Danes were replying, well, like, it's just it's just not necessary, you know. But it's available. So why not? Right. Why not <laughs> right. take advantage of modern medicine? <laughs> right. Yeah. I wonder yeah. what, uh, how much like the culture of like not taking medicine and sure. having any sort of like, you know, comforts when you're sick has to do with Yantala as well. That's a very good question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just trying. I'm thinking about it in my own. Trying yeah. to get into the Danish mentality. I don't think it's so special. Well, like when you have. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Well, you're better than everyone. When you went to the dermatologist, <laughs> did they give you any sort of anesthetic? Uh, yes. Oh, I have a friend that uh, got a colonoscopy and uh, they didn't put that in the US. Normally you'd be put under and they just kind of gave them some laughing gas and were like, good luck in there. Yeah. He was like, that was the craziest thing (laughs) I have ever experienced. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of it though is, uh, you know, of course it came as satire. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these, these 10 commandments almost of how to behave and how to act. Yeah. But it also, I think creates a permission structure to yeah. judge other people, mm. perhaps look down on yeah, other yeah, people. Yeah. I think it creates this sort of society. You know, the intent of making everybody equal then basically says that everybody can judge you. So everybody yeah. can judge what medicine you're taking. Mm. Or oh, mm. I don't think you need an epidural. I don't think you need to be that's so knocked out for this. Instead of just letting you make your own medical decisions. And mm. then on the other side of that, it feels like people it's almost become this like one up in competition of like, how much can I handle? You know, yes. like, yeah, I didn't have to give birth with an epidural. Yeah. I did bike, you know, six kilometers in the pouring freezing rain. Like, yeah. Mm. yeah. And that's kind of like being an individual. Yeah. yeah that's kind of true actually. Mm-hmm. Right. It becomes a sort of reverse, mm-hmm. right. Where it is actually about boasting about yourself yeah. because you're doing what everyone else is doing. Right. Yeah. Mm. Like you made that real or the TikTok or whatever yes. that was like, I'm so good at Yontala. I'm probably better than my friends. You know, yeah. like that is so real. Right. That is so real. Right. Cause in a way that is almost how people act. It's true. I don't care about, you know, have you ever had a friend who's like, I don't watch TV oh. and I'm like, mm. nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also, they pro- it's not a thing. It's not they're a also like, trait. I don't watch TV, but I, I watch Netflix on my laptop. You know? Right. <laughs> like, that's right. the same thing, girl. Right. What do you point thing. your furniture at then? Really? <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. I wonder what like the uh, the antidote or the solution to Yantala or bringing it back into balance would be. Hmm. Well, I know that there are some there, there are some Danes who have formulated the anti- Yandalone yeah. list. Okay, yeah. It's like ten rule, ten new oh, rules cute. that you should live by, which is much more uh, in harmony or in balance. I just think it's such a strange thing because I don't think there is any Danish person that would say, "I believe in these," right. or "I follow right. these." It's just this kind of thing that people are bouncing back and forth. It's just permeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, years ago, uh, I was living in a small town outside of Aarhus, uh, not a village, but like a, like a small town, wow. and it was funny because there was. Um, I'm not sure exactly where they were from. Somewhere from the Middle East, a family moved in, which was very, very unusual oh, wow. for the era. I mean, incredibly mm. unusual. Everybody is like extremely white and Danish. And the amount of critique that this family got from everybody was so intense that I felt like 
whatever they were doing, people mm. were watching them. Like, mm. did you see where he put his bicycle? Did you yeah. see the time that that? And it's like if you overstudy anybody, yeah, right, yeah. you're going to think they're right. weird, yeah, because, because you're just <laughs> zooming in on one person's behaviour. And I couldn't help but think that it's just that it's just because it's a small town, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of uh, yeah permeated. At least from my experience of. Coming to Copenhagen, living in Aarhus, I feel like it's a lot less prevalent mm. than going out to some of the smaller places. Yeah, yeah. I haven't spent any time living in any smaller towns in Denmark, but I don't know. I don't know if I could hack it, honestly. Yeah. Just having that sort of spotlight on you. You would be the one with the spotlight. No. <laughs> like, have you seen the American that moved in next oh, door? Oh, God. Yeah, sometimes they do feel that way. For breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get asked that sometimes, too. Like, would you mm. ever consider living somewhere else in in Denmark and you know logistically and, and professionally it just wouldn't be uh, it, it, it wouldn't be in the cards for us but we mm. prefer living in a city as well mm. but I I do think that Yanta Laun, especially in the instance that you brought up Conrad really does pose some unique challenges to international people living yeah. in Denmark whether it's, you know wh- for whatever reason they're here whether it's professionally moving here for work mm. or coming under different terms, fleeing somewhere, Mm. you do, it's not only one more thing to adjust to, but it can set you up where you do get critique you're not looking for. You Mm -hmm. are under the the microscope Mm. of your neighbors Mm. because you'll stand out more simply Mm. because you're foreign. Right, Um, right, right, right. And there's no way, you're never going to not stand out in some way. Just like we were saying before, like I... Don't think uh, maybe I'll become fluent in Danish one day, but I won't be able to express myself fully, you know. And so I'll stand out in that way. Maybe I'll say things weird or have an accent, have a posh American yeah. accent. <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah, there's no way that I will ever fully like disappear into society. So it, it just can feel kind of discouraging in yeah. some way to just be like, oh, I'm never gonna feel respected. Not that that's necessarily true, but um, that can be like a little thought at times. I, th- I think another aspect that internationals living in Denmark need to cope with is mm. there's a lot of things that you have to do at once. And one of those things is establishing a network. You know, mm. most people that move here are not moving into a community with their friends and family that they grew up with. Uh, they're usually moving to a place and starting from scratch, mm-hmm. which means that you do need to do things to stand out, to attract a network, to... Mm. Um, network period so that you can find professional opportunities if you move here as a trailing spouse, for example. And that can kind of go against Yantalown to mm-hmm. talk about your achievements, your qualifications, your background professionally so that you mm-hmm. can make those contacts. It's really difficult to navigate while respecting <laughs> these unwritten rules of mm-hmm. Yantalown. Mm-hmm. Have you felt that in your career at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I've noticed that any, you know, especially uh, through my comedy, that often what gets the biggest laugh is the kind of reverse joke. So mm. you can make fun mm. of something, but then if you bring it back on yourself, this kind of self-deprecation or yeah. putting yourself down a notch, that that also gets a lot of release. It's really <laughs> funny, though, because you feel like that they, you know, the Danish people can observe that they are, you know, being stoic and living through these kind of rules, but at the same time, 
uh, and like you know be self-ironic about it mm. but at the same time they're still like yeah but that is how we yeah. should live okay right. like i have a, a, a friend comedian who has a really good joke where he says you know the di- the difference is uh, he he's an international he says the difference is if you meet a Dane at a dinner party, they could have three PhDs and you would never know. Mm. And he says, but if you're sitting next to uh, a Romanian who has just finished their whatever bachelor in Mm -hmm. multimedia design, they will tell you about that immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I know that Danes get that, but they will still be like, yeah, but I'm not going to boast. Yeah. You know, that they can laugh at it. That's the funny thing. They can can see the the irony in the situation. That's so interesting. It's funny you say that. I have a friend of mine who was uh, an exchange student uh, at my high school in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, who lives in Copenhagen, oh. and we met up uh, recently for the first time. In, I will—I don't even know how many years, but it's been quite a few. Enough, yeah, yeah. enough. <laughs> and one thing that you know, we have been planning to meet up. And he said, "Oh, I work near Gamelstan mm-hmm. uh, Metro stop." Okay, great. So you live—you you work near this uh, metro station. Well, I'll look for some bars around there, and then meeting was discussing, okay, what, what do you do? Oh, I, uh, I work in uh, IT. Oh, interesting. Okay. Who do you work for? Oh, it's a government position. He is the IT person that works directly with Metaflex. And, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, there he, you go. The place he works near the Gommelstrom Metro stop wow. is Parliament, is Danish <laughs> Parliament. I'm like, could you imagine meeting somebody in, in London or in D.C. who yeah. works in the oh White House yeah. or works on yeah. Downing Street yeah. and, yeah. and doesn't, like uh, I don't know if I got that correct or not, what, what works for the, the, right. you know, the yeah. prime minister or the yeah, president. Yeah, 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 I wouldn't that's know. Brilliant. Who wouldn't make that the first thing? Oh in my the... gosh, that's like their core core identity, <laughs> you know? Oh, that's that's so interesting. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. walking with him back to his office? Like, oh, this is right. so. Oh, this is where you're going in. Oh, yeah, here we go. Like, just showing me pictures on his phone, like, <gasps> oh, this is an event that was this. And I'm wow. like, oh my gosh. It wow. is kind of nice though, because sometimes, like, not you know, not that I have any sort of importance in society. What's it? Wow, so Yantala of me, but um, <laughs> it it can feel nice to like feel invisible sometimes. You mm-hmm. know, like I feel like I can go out. And go about my day and just enjoy my life. Whereas, like you know, I hear about some people that maybe are you know. Do you do you feel like are you, I'm sure you're like recognized in public quite a bit? And do people just say hi, leave you alone, or how is that? Uh, I'm sure you also get the same that people will come over and say hello or recognition. But yeah. The funniest thing I find is that people. I feel like somebody is looking at me or something yeah. like that, and yeah. then later they will write to me on the internet. Yes. Aww. That's the best. And do then you they like will that? Say, yeah. I mean, it's just very, it's just very Andalone. It's like, yeah. this. it's like I saw you in the street. I didn't want to disturb you. Yeah, but yeah, I just yeah. want to say yeah. it's very sweet of them. Yeah, it's just yeah. Like, it's okay to. Yeah, say yeah. Hello. I mean, it's totally fine. And great. It yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But it can't. You know, I don't. It's nice knowing that people. I hope people know that I don't think that I'm like special in any kind of way and I don't feel like I'm treated special in any kind of way. I do content creation and sometimes people, especially American content creators, can get real weird with like weird power trips on that. So um, there is the benefit to that of just like I get to continue to be like a normal person in society and I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. 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 So you're moving to New Coping Moors soon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For sure. Here we go. Crazy. Well, I think that's a good place to take a pause and we'll be back next week in your feed with more discussion about Yantalown with me, Derek, Annie, and Conrad. You can find our social media links in the description and show notes if you want to catch up with us before that or don't if you don't think we're that special or have anything to teach you. That's also fine. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 
Yeah. Hi, hi. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, it's really so fun. So fun. Super doily. 